1: This is ESPN Radio.
2: What is good with you on this Monday? We hope you had a good weekend. He is Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman, a little Freddie and Fitzsimmons for you in the AM on the mighty ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 and espn2 brother Fitzsimmons. good morning to you how you doing this morning my man
1: man with that open you you're i'm getting i'm getting drawn off sides and freddie i'm gonna do my best (laughs) Uh to keep my hand in the dirt right now why are you drawing off sides and trey lance thing living in dallas texas (laughs) having people over to my house Uh on saturday all i wanted to do was enjoy the appetizer week zero for Mm -hmm. college football where now we got the big boys Getting ready to go swap paint like LSU, Florida State coming up on Sunday night where I'll be nice. with Kestie and Kelly Stoffer. No, instead of just kicking back and enjoying, uh-huh. you know that that week <laughs> before Christmas <laughs> on Saturday, the entire conversation in my house, uh-huh. I had to throw people out of here.
2: Really was that's all how, about that's, Dak that's how and
1: Trey Lance, and his Trey Lance signing Trey Lance? Is that a message to Dak? Get out of the house! Just, just get out! <laughs> Leave now! <laughs> Put the chicken wing down! Do not dip that sausage in my pepper jelly! Get the hell out! Oh, well, before that, before we
2: get to the Cowboys, that whole thing. How was the sauce and pepper jelly? Could you send this picture? I sent you the video. I, mean, I, I was so disappointed. I said, of all times, to not take like a mini vacation to Casa David Simmons. This would have been the weekend to do that because it just looked too scrumptious, all the videos that you sent me on my phone with the sausage and the pepper jelly and you had the chicken and all that stuff on the grill and your I'm egg grill you, that you have.
1: You guys thought I was full of it on Friday. No, no, I didn't. Know, I know no, I didn't. you were off. and you not to share our producer. Pat Costello was in the, in the captain's chair. Alan yeah. Yates, I know you were, you, you were salivating, man. Uh-huh. I told you it was going to was... be a constant graze. Mm. We started with the chicken wings, Fantastic. slow smoke for about an hour and 15 minutes. In a black pepper rub, unbelievable. Then wave two was eat sausage and pepper uh, jelly. My neighbor Jimmy, you saw his reaction. He'd never had it before. He
2: was so, he, he was ready to faint when I saw the reaction. You. He was damn near
1: ready to blow up. Hits the palate, <laughs> bam, it just explodes. Unbelievable. Then the next wave was the burgers, the brats, Man. the hot dogs mm. with a street corn, Mexican street corn salad. Along yeah. with a little watermelon tomato salad with a little cilantro in there. My wife did that bad boy. Next thing you know, you're in a food coma uh-huh. trying to stay awake to watch USC, all which right. none of us could find because it's on the Pac-12 network. Exactly. Hence why it's disintegrated. Right. That was my Saturday, Coach, right there. It, it, Done. And in the middle of all of that, uh-huh. are they sending <laughs> back a message? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <just want> to <laughs> enjoy week zero, and <laughs> no, here we nope. go. Nope. The
2: Cowboys in the NFL won't let anybody enjoy nothing. I don't care if you're Sha'Carri Richardson winning three medals in the World Champions in the Track and Field nope. or your Casa de Fitzsimmons barbecue that went south that way when the men in the Dallas Cowboys on Friday traded for Trey Lance from the San Francisco 49ers. And you mentioned Jerry Jones, the Cowboys' owner. When this trade was made, he talked about how does it really affect the future when it comes to Dak Prescott?
3: How does it impact – uh, the negotiations of a contract with Dak. You got to talked to all spring about wanting to get Dak done. I know Steven said, "We want Dak to be the quarterback for the next ten years." How does this impact that?
4: Didn't cross
1: my mind, period, about uh, uh, an impact
4: here uh, re- regarding Dak. Uh, I know that Dak wants to do anything we can do to improve this team, and um, we're we're going to do it.
2: We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. All those kind of things because Jerry Jones knows. Anything that this team does, I thought Chris Collinsworth from Sunday Night Football and NBC Sports said the best over the weekend. He said if executives had their way, Sunday Night Football had the Dallas Cowboys all 17 weeks because he knows what that represents. There's a hate, love, love, hate, and anything they do, anything they say is going to get attention no matter how much it's going to drive me as a Cowboys fan crazy or as you being the host with the most at your party over the weekend. <laughs> how much it drove you crazy? Everybody talking about that because when you drive the needle that way Anything you do, anything you say is going to get everybody's attention.
3: Yeah,
1: and so let me pose this question to you, Freddie, because you're spot on when it comes to that. They are the Dallas Cowboys, and it is the most important position in all professional sports. And when you play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to be one of the most scrutinized players in all of professional sports. Right. If you have to, and this is what I told everybody on Saturday, and I'll say it again right now. If you as a team, an organization, have to make a trade for a player to send a message mm-hmm. to another player that's currently on your roster, you damn well better jettison the dude that's already on your roster because that means you don't believe in him. Right. And, I, and being based here and covered this team for, for as long as I have, I promise you Jerry and that front office and that coaching staff believe in Dak Prescott. Absolutely. This was, a, this was about improving their roster. It, they believe that Trey Lance is better than Will Greer, who, by the way, shout out to Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys for get, telling him you know you're going to get cut after this game. The game's yours. Go put great stuff out on film. And he, he did. did. Yes, he did. Played his tail off. So, Will Greer is going to land somewhere in the National Football League, whether in street clothes as a third-team guy uh-huh. or as a backup somewhere. But bottom line is, they didn't. to me, they didn't, aren't sending a message to Dak by bringing in Trey Lance. They are trying to improve their roster. And maybe, by the way, for only $940,000. That's what's on the books this year for Trey Lance. They owe him for this season 940 grand. If you had a second round grade or a first round grade on him, you only gave up a fourth rounder and it's worth the flyer to see what what might we have mm-hmm. by bringing in a man who was taken third overall. And if it doesn't pan out and if the Niners were right then guess what? It only cost you a fourth rounder. It only it cost you less than a million dollars and you move on. I don't see how this is a lose anywhere for the Dallas Cowboys.
2: If sends Freddie coming together, little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN radio, the ESPN app series, section channel 80 and ESPN 2 I'll answer that after you hear how Dak Prescott reacted when finding out his Dallas Cowboys acquired Trey Lance at the back of quarterback position.
3: I mean, I, I can't say that I necessarily expected it. No, um, I understand that that's business. I understand that they're probably on a timeline. They need to get something done. And as I said, he felt like that strengthened this team. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. He's uh, been in this league eight years, been on this team. Uh, it's hard to
2: say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. He really couched his words early on, the first couple of seconds before his train of thought got smoothed down that track when it comes to Dak Prescott. But I will, see, I will say this. It's not about putting Dak on notice. I am with you on that one. But if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're not helping this situation by bringing in a guy that was the third pick in the draft. Whatever draft grade you had on Trey Lance when he was selected in that draft is immaterial to me when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. They love speculation, they love scrutiny, they love being talked about, but haven't won a damn thing since 1996 when they won that Super Bowl. If you always won, when you, and you've you not been together for a long time, working eight years, we've known each other for longer than that, you always talk about, Ian. Don't worry about winning the headlines. Don't worry about winning the press conferences. The Dallas Cowboys are undefeated in that until it comes to actually winning a championship. Then all of a sudden they get into a fetal position seemingly each and every year with the Dallas Cowboys. So that's what they do. You're not doing anybody any favors except for headlines, headlines, and except for speculation, and except for attention, because they win those deals all the time, Ian Fitzsimmons. But then when things go haywire, they have more excuses than a teenager who came home late after their curfew. I'm getting tired of that, the Dallas Cowboys. You want to make a trade for Trey Lance, fine. But you had to have known the minute you made that trade what people are going to say, but the Cowboys don't care because all they care about is winning headlines, winning press conferences, and winning attention. They're undefeated in that since 1996.
1: Yeah, and, and to your point, Freddie. I mean, and, and you and I have talked about this for over a decade, and that is, I, I don't care if you win a presser because guess what? If, if your the head coach you just hired is a splashy name, but he doesn't win games. You're going to lose the next one because <laughs> yes. you're talking about his butt getting fired. <laughs> you draft the wrong quarterback, you know, or, or a big splashy name, and you know he doesn't win games when you had maybe not as a, a group of five quarterback, whomever it was, right? Uh, or an FCS guy like Trey Lance, and you had a high grade on him, mm-hmm. but he wasn't that splashy name, and you pass over him to just go win a press conference, your butt's going to lose games. And the next press conference you're going to have right. is going to be, well, well, we missed on that guy, mm-hmm. but we're moving on to this one. I don't care about the splash. And to your point about the Cowboys, they do, Jerry Jones loves to have that star, that logo on your television. He wants us talking about him on radio. He wants people to write about his brand, his team. Yep. And was that part of this move? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. I don't, think, I don't so. think it was, though. I, I don't think so. i Jer- Jerry does not have, and Cowboy fans going to hate me saying this, because they're going to be like, just just shut up in case he's watching or listening. Right? Well, he, <laughs> and look, he probably he, is. He's looking at the back of his eyelids right now. We're good. <laughs> Bottom line is this. Jerry does not have the same control over this roster like he used to. That's Will McClay, and that is Stephen Jones. They have more of a say, especially McClay. They listen more now to him and that's and, and the scouting department, mm-hmm. like Coach Vaughn and whatnot, than they ever have before. Jerry will do all the pressers. Jerry will, you know, will deliver the message, but the real decisions are being made actually by football people. Look at the roster right now. Look at that defensive side of the ball. Look how they've invested in, in – in, Not just taking players for a splash, but like Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, remember, he didn't have a sack at Penn State his senior year. People were going, well, is he falling off? He wasn't the splashy pick, right? But look at him now. Mm -hmm. He was the right pick. That's what the Cowboys are doing. So to your point, they didn't make this move to make headlines. I don't think they made this move to send a message to Dak. They made the move because they believe it makes their quarterback room better, and they get to first-hand – see what they may or may not have in a man who was taken third overall just a couple of years ago. And one of those
2: three first-round picks involving Trey Lance, one of those picks might have been Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons. for the Dallas Cowboys. So it gets like a whole full-circle moment when it comes to Trey Lance happening the Cowboys then, and they hope that he can help the Cowboys in the future, whatever role that is going to be. Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman, together. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, and ESPN Two. And some people called it the worst trade ever involving the San Francisco 49ers, trading away three first-round picks for Trey Lance. We'll get to the truth of fiction or that next.
4: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do
1: This is ESPN Radio.
2: Before the trade happened, and really after the trade happened, a trade lance going to the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers organization was getting crushed by saying, why would you trade three first-round picks for a guy to utilized a trade three years after that? With Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and ESPN2. Ian, boy, it was flying in fast and furious when this trade was made on Friday. Why would the San Francisco 49ers give up on a guy that they traded three first-round picks for that soon and move on from him? RG3, plenty of people all around. This network, other networks said that was the worst trade ever during a draft, and having this happen to Trey Lance with the 49ers trading him away barely three years after trading three first-round picks to take him.
1: Okay, two things. One, it was not the worst trade ever. I guess everybody has has forgotten about Mike Ditka and my beloved New Orleans oh, Saints giving call. away their entire draft call. for a running back.
2: Forgot about that. For Ricky Williams.
1: And a hell of a running back out of Texas and a Heisman Trophy winner, but still a running back. So stop with the whole, you know, the worst trade ever thing. That's living in the moment. In my opinion, giving an entire draft away <laughs> for a running back is the worst decision <laughs> In the history of draft day decisions, <laughs> remember
2: when he had the cigar and everything? Yeah, he he, he used smile like he was a cat that ate a Miller canary. Time, yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Prop your boots up. We don't have to do another thing because we don't have any more draft picks. Uh huh. So wow. that's the that's worst good ever. Good call. Second thing, whenever an organization realizes that man, we 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 messed this one up, whether it's they should have. In my opinion, listen to Kyle Shanahan. I believe Kyle Shanahan. I haven't talked to him about this, you know. Don't know the man, but you go back and watch the Senior Bowl in Alabama's, you know, Pro Day when Mac Jones was also in that draft. You right. and I talked about this on Friday, Freddie. Yep. Kyle Shanahan was following him around like a puppy looking for a dad. I mean <laughs> he he loved him some Mac Jones. So they didn't go that route. They went with Trey Lance, and instead of keeping him in the building when they see practice every day, they watch him you know, breaking down film in that film room, in that quarterback room. We don't see all of that. They, and then they bring in Sam Darnold, a reclamation project. Right. He beats out Trey Lance. So instead of keeping him around, you move on from him and get whatever you can. Obviously, that was the best offer they could get. So they shipped him out and did not keep, in their mind, a mistake in the building. Absolutely. And, and you've got a guy you, that you spent the very last draft pick available in the draft last year on a quarterback out of Iowa State, and in nine games, seven starts, he looked pretty damn good. And whenever they got a book on him, they got some film on him, it didn't matter. So, And he took you to the NFC Championship game. They believe Brock Purdy is their guy. They have moved on from now what they deem a mistake. Why are so many people ripping the Niners? I commend the Niners for doing what they did. Yeah, we may have messed up and given away three first-rounders, but we got our guy. I don't care if, it, if 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 Brock Purdy takes him to a Super Bowl.
2: No one's talking about this ever thank again. Thank you. Never again, because winning is the ultimate sanitizer. And I guarantee you, the 49ers would not be getting the whole worst draft day trade ever if they did not trade it for a quarterback. We're not having this conversation if it wasn't for a guy that a lot of people wondered about with Trey Lance, had not played a lot of college football in that year before he got drafted, because of COVID nineteen, the North Dakota State only played one game. Even John Lynch, the general manager, when he's part of the preseason broadcast on KPIX in San Francisco, he was asked about giving up on Trey Lance. Barely three years after they drafted him and gave it three first round picks for him before moving on and moving him onto the Dallas Cowboys.
5: A really hard day. Uh, such a such a wonderful young man. Uh, you know, we took a shot and it, it didn't work out. We own that. We take accountability for it. Uh, but I think, uh, as I as I think you guys do, his story is still very much unwritten, and yep. uh, I'm excited for Trey. Uh, Dallas stepped up and. Really wanted him, and uh, they came after him, and I think it's going to be a great landing spot for him. Uh, I could tell everybody it wasn't for lack of effort on Trey's part or on our part that it didn't work. Circumstances took hold, and he struggled through injuries, and this team's ready to win, and, you know, we, we like our quarterback room. We like Brock Purdy a lot. We like Sam Darnold, and we like Brandon Allen. So we wish Trey all the best in Dallas, and we'll always care about that young man and admire his, uh, his work ethic and, and the person that he is.
2: In the words of the immortal Nino Brown from New Jack City, business be never personal. Yeah. And not for nothing by the Ian Fitzsimmons, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, SiriusXM XM Channel 80 and ESPN 2. Weighing about the move the 49ers made, the move on from Trey Lance at the giving of three first-round picks for him. You can do that at 888 say espn eight 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 Let's get to the fact of the matter. When it comes to this, that people don't want to talk about because they want to crush the 49ers and saying, when are we going to hold them responsible for first round picks that haven't worked out? Although that Nick Bosa guy is pretty good that they drafted in the first round 2019. That Mike McGlinchey guy was pretty good at 2018 first round pick before he moved under the Denver Broncos in free agency. So let's stop the whole thing that when are we going to hold them accountable for missing on first round picks? They missed on this one, but they weren't trying to make him play through it. If they saw something that was enough for them to say, you know what? We can't invest in a guy that we invested with three first-round picks. They moved on from it. Hey, here's another hint, everybody. The NFL drafts are inexact science. How many other teams have missed on quarterbacks? Hey,
1: Especially at that, yeah, that position. That, hey, thank you. you.
2: As a Jets fan, I don't want to hear anybody talking about bad drafts with quarterbacks of San Francisco 49ers. Cleveland Browns, other than Deshaun Watson, and the Houston Texans, there are plenty of teams that have draft choices littering the carcasses all over the place that did not succeed. The 49ers were not going to allow themselves to say, let's keep giving this guy another chance. He got beat out by a reclamation project called Sam Darnold. We're not going to make this a 49ers problem anymore. So let's get off the 49ers by saying, when are we going to hold them accountable? Last time I checked, they got the NFC Championship game. The one miss they had was Trey Lance. They've hit on a lot of other guys, being one of the best teams in the NFC and one of the best teams in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and you know the irony here, Freddie, is that Dak Prescott, as a rookie, had a guy in front of him get hurt. He took advantage of it, and he hasn't given the spot back since. And that guy who got hurt was uh, Tony Romo yeah. against Seattle, yeah. right? When he got his back crushed like a, an accordion, mm-hmm. Dak comes in, plays so well. Even when Romo later in the year was healthy, it was still Dak's job, and Romo we never saw again on a football field. Right. Never even had a retirement press conference. Exactly. Just That's like the Dallas just Cowboy. Just We're like that in, with yeah. Brock Purdy.
2: Yeah, exactly. Just like in the movie, Love and Basketball. Never let a freshman take your spot. Trey Brock Lance, Kurt, Trey Brock Lance Purdy Fresh took your spot. <laughs> Tony Roma, <laughs> freshman, took your spot. Dak That's Prescott. No, don't get injured and on crutches like Sidra in that movie. And then Monica McCall got in. Monica Wright McCall took her spot. Never let a freshman take your spot, especially in the NFL, especially that position.
1: Yeah, and, and Freddie, when you also think about the future for Trey Lance, it's not over. You know, Ron Wolf, the Hall of Fame general manager for the Green Bay Packers, every other year it felt like would draft a quarterback at some point. To develop them, showcase, and then ship off for a better draft pick. Meaning, like where did Aaron Brooks go out of UVA when he shipped him off to the Saints? I think they've, they've sent like a fifth round pick on him and got mm-hmm. a second in return. Whatever mm-hmm. it was, it, it's called equity. So the Cowboys can showcase Trey Lance if they if they're able to if he stays healthy and they're able to, to develop him a bit and show what the Niners thought they had in the, in the third overall. You might be able to flip him from a fourth to a second. Who the hell knows? But the bottom line is, that is the most important position. And if you think that improves your room at the most important position in all of professional sports, why wouldn't you do it? And for Lance, look at Jim Plunkett. Flamed out in New England, won Super Bowls in Oakland. Steve Young was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. (laughs) I went from Tampa to San Fran, and the rest is Hall of Fame history. So I'm not saying Lance is going to be that. But my point is... We've seen really good quarterbacks not cut it with their first team, and when they go somewhere else, whether this is the last stop for Trey Lance or the Cowboys flip him to another team for a better draft pick and get more equity for him, is, this is not the end of the road.
2: It isn't, but it will be the end of the road that Trey Lance can't play. That's, That's what it comes a, down amen. to. No, seriously, no matter where he is or what position he's in with the Dallas Cowboys, if he can't play – The NFL is not going to be very forgiving when it comes to that. And if that's not a realization for Trey Lance now, then he's going to be bouncing around, bouncing, and bouncing around and not play for any team. He better be careful. You do not want to be the Josh Rosen of the NFL that Trey Lance could potentially be if he can't figure this out and be the kind of player the 49ers thought they were getting and that the Cowboys hope they're getting by trading for him for a fourth-round pick in 2024. Keep weighing in on this at 888-729-3776. Triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six about trade lines being traded to the Dallas Cowboys and the forty nines. We gave up on him after trading three first rounders for him. With Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app Series XM Channel eighty, as well as ESPN two. Summer school is over, especially in the NFL. It's time for Professor Fitzsimmons and Professor Coleman to give out grades for quarterbacks. What could
1: possibly go wrong? Find out next. Call me a professor.
5: So, you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.
2: This is ESPN Radio. He is Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us for a little Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning. Thank you very much. Presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. As well as the ESPN app, Serious section Channel 80. Don't forget about us on ESPN two and ESPNU. It is the first week of school for a whole bunch of people in the United States, or maybe the second week of school or third week of school, depending on where you live in the United States. Yes, I'm about the South, the Southwest, the West, and the Midwest when it comes to that. Ian Fitzsimmons knows all about that, having not one but two mm. teenage daughters Uh-oh. starting school last week. How's that going for you, by the
1: way? Stop, move on, in a hurry. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't yeah, let's do that.
2: Let's bring in the leader of the pretty love hate machine. He's the producer of show that is Nuno. Nuno's going to give us quarterbacks, and being that we're going to be adjunct professors on this program, which means we're not going to get paid a lot, but we get to be adjunct professors, we'll get a chance to grade the quarterbacks. It could be a futures grade, it could be a present grade, but Nuno will throw the quarterbacks at us, and we'll give you the grades right now on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
3: All right, guys, the first student, in. I want, and I'll start with you, that I want you to grade is Bryce Young. What is Bryce Young's summer school grade? All right,
1: first of all, Professor Nuno,
3: what's up?
1: This is one of those homework assignments that you have to do, but you write the moment I got it. I'm going, <laughs> yeah. are we freaking kidding with this? No, he's not. It's preseason football. Uh-huh. We want to grade quarterbacks on some of them on one series. Well, he's the it's dean of students, and he's not having football.
2: any. He's not having any kind of mutiny from the I'm adjunct professors with degrees,
1: here. So here we go. All right, here we go. Bryce Young. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Oh, where's my brother An assistant? Yeah, A+. That's Bryce Young right there. Done. There you go. I'm going to give him an A
2: because that offensive line is going to be in flux, and believe me, he's going to be running for his life a lot in the NFL this year. There are going to be plenty of guys knowing the back of his jersey chasing him up and down, but he's going to be so unflappable. That whatever he has to learn, if it's going to be running for his life on his back, is going to serve him the Carolina Panthers as well. And he seems to be the kind of guy that will figure out things a lot quicker than people anticipate. So I'll give him an A because that offensive line is going to fail him at times, but he's not going to fail that offensive line when it's all said and done.
3: All right, next QB who we need to grade, C.J. Stroud. Yesterday after the game, his coach named him the official starter. So, Ian, what would you give C.J. Stroud a grade?
1: This one is actually interesting. Mm-hmm. As much as what I just said about this homework assignment, and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm seized with degrees, like literally it. six and a half years of undergrad <laughs> yeah. right here. But this is one where he made a mistake early in, in preseason week one, where he should have checked it down and tried to force one down the field, Freddie, for about 15 yards of the right boundary. right. And he had a check down where it could have been third and five. Instead, he tried to force it for a first down. He, You go back and watch his second game. He had a similar set. And he did learn from it. He watched the film, checked it down, and lived to fight another day. So I'm going to give C.J. Stroud an A-.
2: Yeah, what he said. For all those reasons, and also remember this, C.J. Stroud knows that anything he does positive will be the best thing we've seen from the Houston Texans in the last five years. They've been a complete blank show ever since they had a 24 nothing lead in the second quarter in the AFC playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They have literally been the worst organization in North American sports during that five-year period. Anything he does positive will be great for the Texans because they have not seen any positivity since that Sunday afternoon in Kansas City. I'm with you. He gets an A-minus.
3: All right. Next one, Anthony Richardson. So, Ian, what grade are you giving Anthony?
1: B. Okay. I mean, not, not as accurate as you want, want to see, but obviously that's expected coming out of only 13 games as a starter for the Florida Gators. I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again. His best 15 plays coming out of college put him in Canton. His worst 15 plays coming out of college, he couldn't play on a high school team. Uh, that's, I mean, just from throwing the football. So, I mean, I, I'll give him a B. You know, the completion percentage is, what, just above 50%. Uh, he looks remarkable, uh, toting the rock. He, he just has to become more accurate. And he'll work on it. His work ethic is phenomenal. A lot like Jalen Hurts had to do, but Hurts played a heck of a lot more football yeah. coming into the league than Anthony Richardson did. So he's going to learn under fire. But yeah, I'll give him you know, I'll run a B.
2: I'm going to give him an A-plus for two reasons. No Jonathan Taylor and no Jonathan Taylor. That's why I'm giving him an A-plus because he's literally going to have to be not only a top flight quarterback sooner than later, but he may have to be the best running back on this football team because... He does have Jonathan Taylor. He does have Jonathan Taylor. And he doesn't have Jonathan Taylor. There gonna be plenty of times that Anthony Rich is going to look like a 2023 version of Josh Allen because he's going to be doing a lot of running using those physical gifts and that physical structure that he brings to the table. And until that gets worked out in Indianapolis, it's going to be a long season. So you know what? I'm not going to punish him. I'll give him an A-plus right away because at least Jalen Hurts had running backs to help. He has no running back to Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson, to help him make hey. his first year work.
1: Freddie, if I'm, if I'm AR, I'm calling Justin Fields, Chicago Bears. That's a good call. And saying, yeah. what am I in for? Mentally, what should I be prepared for? Because it's a very similar situation that a- Anthony Richardson is going into that Justin Fields had in Chicago.
2: And he's going to get the same answer to Clubber Langston and Rocky three Pain. That's gonna be the answer for Anthony Ice Richardson. Tub. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly dual right. action advil.
3: <laughs> so Ian, just so you know as the dean, I am grading your performance on oh, this. Oh wow, and really? Let, and, let, and Ian, Ian, let me just say, wow, you're not doing very well. So, Man. so like, let's <laughs> go. This like is my real school work. I, I you, mean, there listen, go. listen, I'll write a feedback email if I need to. <laughs> today, all right? I'm trying not to, but I will write one. It'll be a stern email. It'll be a stern email to the uh, to the president of the school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Looks so, like I'm
1: going to detention, I, which I lived in. I actually set a school record for Jug Justice Under God. That's what detention was called. Oh, that's what it was so called? I went to high school. I set a record. I didn't know that at the time. They yeah. told me about a year later. Yeah. It, it stood for roughly 20 years, and some kid broke it. I was furious.
2: <laughs> How many times you get wrapped in the knuckles by the nun at that
1: school? Oh, <laughs> it was Dean Conroy. <laughs> I mean, that man.
3: <laughs>
1: All right, so I was...
3: <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned the qb uh,
1: <laughs> i think they named a chair after me in detention <laughs> yeah, you, i think getting the chair thrown you at you plan. in detention
3: i to throw a chair <laughs> you, you, you mentioned this qb justin fields ian what grade would you give justin fields based upon everything you've seen so far this preseason
1: again preseason i'll give him an a plus
2: what, well, you're afraid is going to throw a chair at you now? You're not going to expand upon that? No. Nope.
3: <laughs> I thought I gave a really good,
2: honest answer on C.J. Stroud.
3: I actually gave no, a CJ play. Uh, then you know, and Anthony Richardson. Me? I mean, uh, come on, dude. Know, the was... C.J. answer was really good. The C.J. answer was really good. That at least gets me a C in his homework assignment, <laughs> doesn't it? Just that one Man. answer alone I should get. Right, Friday, try say a Freddie, to save Freddie, we're not great in this as a team, so, like – you know, you're doing all the work, and you're, the group's gonna get an A. That's not happening with me. So, wow. Freddie, go ahead. Justin wow. Fields. Right now, I'm booting at LSU, right? I'm not getting the ball.
1: I don't care. Yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. Although you get in the chair from, you know, Professor Nuno, the leader of the Pretty Love Hate Machine, I'm going to give him an A-plus as well because I think he's going to be improved. And we've seen a little bit of a jump in the short sample size that we've seen from Justin Fields. I don't worry about his accuracy because it's kind of hard to be accurate when receivers aren't separating from defensive backs. We're going to see that because you got a certain guy there that they acquire called, oh, yeah, DJ Moore. That can be a number one wide receiver for him, making things a lot better, winning those 50-50 matchups. So, yeah, I'm with Ian. I'll give him an A-plus for that one.
1: By the way, hey, Dr. Nuno Chivago, are you grading on a
2: curve or what? <laughs> no, no curve. There's no curve. What? Uh-uh, there's no curve. I I hold each of
3: you responsible for your own actions. <laughs> That's how we do this around here. All right, <laughs> last one. Last one. Somebody can
1: carry me over the top. Yeah, no, let's
3: see if you can save your uh, your grade. Jordan Love, go.
1: I think Jordan Love is going to be outstanding, by the way. When I say outstanding, meaning you know they're going to be around a 500 football team, and they'll be in the playoff hunt. Uh, Come week 16, week 17, week 18. Why? Because I think Jordan Love's going to play a lot better than most people think. I was satisfied with what I saw in the preseason. Mm -hmm. Again, preseason. That answer right there alone Uh should give me a passing grade.
2: It it ain't because Nuno's not having that. I'm going to give him an A as well because here's something that Jordan Love knows. Whatever pressure is going to be there, they have put a system in, in place to kind of reduce that pressure on him where he's not going to have to make every play. They run the little the ball a little bit more. The receiver's going to play and try to make sure that he's not put in those situations where he has to throw that team from behind or try to keep that team ahead. I think they got the kind of perfect system in place where Jordan Love doesn't have to feel that immediate pressure in year one after Aaron Rodgers was moved out of Green Bay and now a member of the New York Jets. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he's Professor Fitzsimmons. I'm Professor Coleman here on Freddie and Fitzsimmons in the morning on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM Channel 80 and ESPN 2. Aaron Rodgers hit the field for the first time in a preseason game since 2018. So how much are they talking Super Bowl now in New York? Oh, Lord.
0: This is ESPN Radio. I'm
2: Freddie Coleman. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. A little Freddie and Fitzsimmons for you this morning on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, SiriusXM so Channel 80, as well as U and ESPN2. So when he walked down into the field in the all-white with the green helmet and the black shoes, you would have thought it was an NFL playoff game, not a preseason game, involving Aaron Rodgers playing his first preseason game since 2018. And you knew he was not going to be out there long, Ian Fitzsimmons, and we don't know what we're going to see in the regular season. But I wish people could have been here about two minutes ago, give or take a lie or two, at just hearing the Jets fatigue in the voice of Ian Fitzsimmons and our producer Nuno. Nuno's already on record saying he hopes the Jets get blown out the first Monday night of the season when they take on the Buffalo Bills at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey.
1: You know what? Even if they were to get rocked by the Bills, it's just week one. And we, I mean, it sounds like we seen teams, you know, just are all hyped and stumble out of the gate. Next thing you know, oh, wow, they're in the Super Bowl. It happens more often than you think. As a matter of fact, the, you know, the famous R-E-L-A-X, right. they end up in the NFC Championship game that year right. in Green Bay. So uh, week one, week two, I think it's still a bit of a feeling out process. Now week three, that's when you want to see as any coach in any sport, that's when you really want to see that big jump. Uh, if you believe you truly have a talented roster. And let's be honest, man, the Jets, they have a Super Bowl caliber defense. Yes, they got do. They've got you know two running backs back there now, and Brees Hall. I think it, next year is when you're really, really going to see the Iowa State version of Brees Hall coming off that ACL. It's always the next year. That's why I thought Dalvin Cook was a remarkable get by the New York Jets, and then the weapons on the outside, led by Garrett Wilson. I mean, it's just naughty. So, if, if, if the big question, the big if, is the offensive line, right? Can they get those five guys to be able to protect Aaron Rodgers and open up holes? for Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. If they can, they're a Super Bowl contender and a loaded AFC. If they can't, they're a middle-of-the-road team.
2: To me, it's going to be more about Nathaniel Hackett and the play calling more than anything else because if that's any indication, those two series he played against the Giants, that's what you're going to see from the Jets. Get the ball out of his hands quickly. You're not going to see a lot of him dropping straight back, three-step, five-step drops. Going to be quick up the boot action, get it out of his hands quickly. That little smoke screen, that little smoke route they ran to Garrett Wilson on the first play where he, the off coverages, they throws a quick out there to him, let him make a play. You're going to see a lot of that until if and when that offensive line gels because that's the smartest thing that Nathaniel Hackett can do. Even if he, Aaron Rodgers, Ian Fitzsimmons was not close to 40, if he was 25 years of age. That should be your game plan to let your playmakers do all the work and reduce that kind of pressure, having your quarterback trying to throw three and five step drops, get the ball of his hands quickly, run the football, and make things a lot easier for the offensive line to gel a lot quicker for the New York Jets, especially early on the kind of schedule they have with the Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs, and Eagles part of their first six games.
1: Having said all of that, I was a bit surprised that he got out there and played. I wasn't. I I hadn't done it in five years. I mean, why do it now? But Obviously, he said, you know, you know, to get the ovation out or whatever. I mean, okay, but I, mean, I, was, I was a bit – I know you weren't. Well, I mean, why, were, why weren't you surprised? Because this is something he hasn't done in half a decade.
2: Because a new football team. And the last thing you want – I would not want Aaron Rodgers' first game with a new team to be Monday night, opening night, versus the Buffalo Bills. Even if it's only for two series, he needed to be out there, and he wanted to be out there. So I was not surprised. Now, this was Green Bay and he was still there. Oh, man, zero man, he'd been having a my time in the Prince of Darkness somewhere before he would have played a preseason game for the Green Bay Packers. But with the New York Jets, and as much as he's been locked in with that team in preseason, we've seen that on Hard Knocks, on HBO, yeah, I had no surprise in my voice and had no surprise at all that he was out there Saturday in the final preseason game for the Jets against the Giants.
1: I just love that every, so many people were just – fawning over it oh, it's a pre-season game yeah. vanilla coverages
2: absolutely second and second and third right. teamers on the Giants defensive <laughs> side yeah I mean, uh-huh.
1: what were you expecting you know I mean to be honest look ball shouldn't hit the ground he stunk <laughs> we I'm, want I'm, grotesque overreaction it, yeah, as the, we've the, had to everything <laughs> that Aaron Rodgers does let's, have, let's, let's just really no, lean into no, it right? It's Ball right. hit the ground, he had an incompletion, <laughs> epic failure yeah, it, it's
2: not right for you to say that but you're not wrong I'll right. say that, it's not right but it's not wrong when it comes to that at all Let's put it that way.
1: Speaking I mean, the man belches in its national news right now. No, don't say that because then
2: Mike Greenberg's going to come walking through that door and say, you know, his belch on a scale of one to ten was an eight and a half. It could have been a lot better. That's, That's the last the thing onions. we needed. <laughs> but the best, to me, the best story of the weekend was Lewis Lappy to walk off home run that in dude. the Little League World Series. This kid, 6'1", 150, 160 pounds. I don't know what they're feeding him in El Segundo, but I want it. I want to be him when I grow up. He was pretty much unstoppable, not only pitching – but also hitting for Elsa Gundo. I mean, this game was fantastic. It was 5-1 El Segundo. Curacao hits a grand slam in the fifth inning The tie the game at 5. A 1-0 pitch, and he smoked that ball over the wall. Here's the call from Carl Ravage and ABC yesterday.
4: Challenge!
1: Man, yeah. one, uh-huh. Ravi's, uh, you know, stating the fact that they haven't given up a home mm-hmm. run in the entire World Series. Wow! <laughs> one old pitch. Next pitch. <laughs> you can't make that up. <laughs> and how about this, right? I mean, Freddie, go back to when you were 12, yeah. and you just did that on national television. If, if that were me, if I'm Lewis Lappy, right. looking back at from twelve and what I've accomplished since, after outside of being a father of two remarkable kids, that may be the apex of my athletic. I mean, that's it, right? So be but it. Just stick with athletic career. Yeah, that, that ain't no way. I mean, that is unbelievable. And he'll be. He's he's immortal. He'll be. We'll, we will be talking about that, and that highlight will be shown. For the next two decades. It, what a remarkable moment for that young man. And 6'1", like 160? Yeah. I'm with you, dude. Yeah.
2: What they Give me them? what he's got. Yeah, whatever's going on Elsa Segundo at the local markets or the local you know, cookeries or whatever that is, I want some of that. Because that kid is not just strong. He country strong. When he right. hit that ball, that ball landed in Elsa Segundo from Williamsport, Pennsylvania on that one pitch. And to me, one of the best moments about that. It always makes the Little League World Series fantastic. They did the whole thing they do, circling around the track. They touched the statue in the outfield. And then the Chinese Taipei team, they see each other. They're in the stands watching. And the California team goes and they're high-fiving through the fence. And then all of a sudden, someone said, can we get a picture? And all the young kids all turned around facing the camera in the stands and took a picture of the international champion and the World Series champion. I'm thinking that's what makes those events, the Little League World Series, fantastic because they're just kids. They're being kids. On a big stage like that, it's remarkable how that happens each and every year in Williamsport, Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, and anybody that says that you know they're being exploited, you know, and this, come and stop. You, you think they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives, win or lose? Yeah, I think it's think yeah. It's one of my favorite events of the year. It's
2: it, awesome. It really is. I can't wait to go next year. we got to find a way to do that. You and I go together.
1: Come on sons. with it. Yeah,
2: we're going to have to do that next year. We'll find a way to get the Fitzsimmons and Coleman clan up there to check out the Little League World Series in Williamsport. Week 0 in college football. saw a 0 when it comes to the Pac-12. We'll explain that next.
1: This is ESPN Radio. More next.
5: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America.